Hello. Good, happy plane day. Can you hear the plane? I can hear the plane. It's very loud. It doesn't matter. Oh, that's what I was hearing. I was is like, that, the, that? <laughs> You thought you had a brain tumor. It's just the plane. <laughs> we live under a flight pattern. It's happening all the time. Hold for plane. Hold for plane. We would be... We See, would, hold for plane. Now everyone should just start talking. Everyone talk at once. At once. Everyone just start talking. Yes. Have your private conversations. Yeah. He could just do an entire 45-minute Netflix special on like how people act like assholes on sets with sound. Um, uh, certain sets. Certain sets. People are not all in general not disrespectful of the not all sets. So we have a lot to talk about. Let's get right into it. I don't sit here and bullshit anymore about planes and shit. Um, at the top, we're going to talk about Shit's Creek and what an amazing gift this show is. Did I? Yes. Andre, did I turn you on to Shit's Creek? Yeah, you did. Huh, look at me. I'm great. No, um, I didn't remember. I'm going to tell everybody about it, but like, I think you were, you, Ian always listens to me, but you were like one of the only people I've gone, Shit's Creek, Shit's Creek, until recently, my friend Angie is also watching it. I haven't heard back from her. I don't know if she's still talking to me. Anyway, it's so <laughs> wonderful and so Hi, Angie. Hi, Angie. <laughs> no, we, my calls. we talk all the time, <laughs> but like, she, we talk about like, you know, Academy Award winner uh, Rami Malek a lot, but we don't really... You know, we haven't talked about, I don't know, she's right now, she's in, she's at the the, the happiest place on earth, so I, I'm not going to bother her by asking her, but I want to know, did you like it? Have you watched it? Did you finish it? They're short episodes. I feel like we're going to use, we're going to, I think I want to do this this year, Ian, we can do like Thanksgiving, we can do Christmas, we can, we can do whatever, we can even do an Easter watch if you want to, but I think I'm going to make this a regular annual watch of Shit's Creek. Easter watch would be like what tomorrow? Yeah. So it's we're kind of is tomorrow Easter? Is it is, is it? I saw a lot can't of do it tomorrow though. I mean, can't do it tomorrow. I'm prepping all day for Game of Thrones. Oh, Gotta hydrate. Yeah. Gotta do a little oh mud bath. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, it's Game of Thrones Eve. Yeah. Gotta get a massage. Gotta get some rest. You know, soak in some blood. You know, all the stuff I do before I watch a, a watch an episode. Sounds like a great time. Yeah, <laughs> drink from skulls, the tears of my enemies. You know. So I get so I get prepared, keeps the skin tight. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! I'm, now I'm breaking things on the desk. We've kind of rearranged the desk. We kind of pre-rearranged the desk for when you come to town, and uh, <gasps> things are oh not God. where they normally are. It's so weird. Yeah. So we do have it all set up here, and we're, we ordered a new sofa just in time for you, so you don't have wow. to sit in a pool of Ian Sparts. It'd be great. <laughs> He's just gonna fart up the new one, so I'm hoping at times that it gets here the day before, so you're in a like uncharted territory, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. We'll put plastic <laughs> over one section of it. He's so regretted even booking this trip <laughs> by now. Yeah. No. <laughs> you booked it like two and a half, three months ago, and I'm just thinking. I yeah, booked it in January. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be. He's, he's getting himself all this time to be like, do I want to do this? I mean, I'm going to L.A. I don't have to go there, though, do I? Uh, yes, I do. I can't afford a hotel in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that you want to see us. It's like, I just can't afford to fucking go in. A, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> we have a spare car. I'll just give you the keys. We'll just, we won't see you for the eight days. I'll be fine. Um, do a little soul an, searching. You have an out Downtown L.A. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, don't go there. You'll, mm, yes, you'll, uh, uh, 
So, yeah, uh, we're going to do an annual watch of this show because it is so uplifting and it's so unexpected. And how I got recommended the show was I follow this journalist, the New York Times. And again, I don't, you know, we know that I famously don't really care for critics' work. What I like about this particular critic is that she doesn't criticize so much as she recommends things, which I think is what your job should hmm. be. Okay? Not to summarize like the that. plot. Your job is not summarizing plots. Your job is not to just perch on a big, high, tall building and shit all over everything. That's not your job either. I think your job, because you get access to all these screeners and shit that we don't, is that you watch this stuff, and the stuff you don't care for, maybe you don't talk about like an asshole, but the stuff you do care for, you recommend, and that's what she does. And I don't have her name right now. But I subscribe to a newsletter, and I have for years, where she sums up all the shows that are kind of popping for her. Every once in a while, she'll recommend something where I'm like, I don't know if the, the sponsor's paying her or she's yeah. just putting something on the radar. But most part, I really like her taste. She has been my guiding light for two or three years. I should actually bother to find her name out. I'll tell you next time. But um, she was the one who said Shit's Creek. And I was hmm. like, hmm, I'd seen it pop up. I kind of loosely follow the work of Catherine O'Hara. So I was like, huh, she's doing this. This is cool. And then I saw Dan Levy, you know, Eugene Levy. I didn't know there was a Dan Levy. And I was like, those two people look exactly the same. And then that's his son. What the fuck? So it kind of like happened like that. And then um, I had watched like four episodes and then I got you involved in watching them. Right, Ian? And Ian just. Yeah. Well, well season one was already out, right? I think it was. Because I think we sat and we just watched the, all of season one. That's right. And, and they are short. They're too short. They should be longer. <laughs> They're too short, yeah. They were too, they come another 15, 20 minutes, yeah. I feel like. But it's just a show that you... Or a full 30 would be nice, but... And it's a show that, that in the beginning, people just love to shit on it. Again, that should Really? Not, that's not your job. This, I'm talking about critics, not people. Uh <laughs> dehumanizing critics i don't mean to do that i'm just saying you know people are like eh, 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 because no one knew where to put it because there was nothing hmm. like it because there is nothing like it and there i didn't really even, isn't i didn't realize that dan levy was the showrunner i had no idea it was his first time showrunning anything and that's what's so delightful and refreshing about it is this there's there's no playbook yeah i re- i sort of remember uh last year in our other apartment, we were watching, <coughs> I think, Catfish or something, like like cable. And um, a uh, commercial came up for the show, and all I remember was it was like uh, the beginning of s- season four was starting, I think. And it was that scene where um, Johnny's like, well, thank you for coming. I hope you're enjoying your cinnamon rolls and vodka. And I was like, oh, that's delightfully weird thing to say you know i should probably check that out i've heard things but I, i've never i never got around to it because i didn't have prime at the time or was it on netflix at that point i, I don't, don't think it's ever been on netflix has it well it's on netflix now oh it is now i think the first season was that's where we watched it right because it was, it was all out maybe i remember hmm. by the time i caught on to it i started buying the episodes on prime and i would get it like the day afterward because what the fuck is pop TV? I don't, somebody please help me. So I was like really chasing these episodes down because I got addicted to that first season and was like, I'm going to stay with this. This is amazing. We don't even get pop TV and we have like the gold package. Yeah, we have whatever that means. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
It says like in the opening credits, like CBC original, which I'm assuming is the ca- the cable channel in Canada. Yeah, it's CBC is Canadian Broadcasting Corporation okay. company. Yeah, okay, that's their TV big is deal. Like an American subsidiary yeah. thing or something. I don't know. So that's a channel. It's, it's like their Sky Four, whatever, on like Canadian television. So that's what Pop is. Um, but it's just it's kind of one of those things. It's hard to get to. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just gonna get it on Prime. And what I've learned is that, you know, I, you know, it's one of those things you discover a long time ago. Like I was one of those people who was season one Broad City, like third episode in, I was a Broad City fan. Oh, I love Broad City. And then I discovered that there was like a YouTube series before that. So I gobbled all that up and me and Questlove were over here like loving on it. And then everybody discovered it and we were like, we were there before everybody else was. (laughs) And that's kind of how I feel like this one. It's like, it's a good measure also of somebody's sense of humor is mm, if they go, yeah. oh, I love Shit's Creek. I'm like, mm, we can be friends. Yeah. Table. Yeah. I think I, I recommended it to my sister. She's like, ah, I keep falling asleep. Like, I don't, I'm like, you just got to keep watching. But I think, I think it's a different kind of humor for her. But I think she is watching it like more uh, avidly now. Yeah, you're right. It is. It's a, it's a very dry humor. Yes. Um, and it's very, uh. Just the the stuff you hear on the show is it is again like the cinnamon rolls and vodka. It's the it's the weird, crazily genius stuff that comes out of Moira's mouth every episode. Oh my god! You know um, what? I, like, I was yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I was watching an interview as as I do with with Dan Levy talking about like writing for the show, and someone asked him like, "How do you write those lines from Moira?" Well, and he's like. Well, when I'm writing it, if I if I feel like a word is too commonplace for Moira to say, I have a thesaurus app on my laptop where I put in the word and then I find the most obscure <laughs> word that means the same thing and I use that word. That's awesome. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. And this flows into what I was going to say before. I so rudely tried to interrupt you. Interrupt you. Uh, interrupt you? Interrupt you sounds very violent. Um, is what I like watching the show for sure, but I like watching Ian watch the show. Mm-hmm. He gets the giggles. <laughs> it's funny. It's just like just everything about it. Like, expect yeah, what Moira says. It's like if you really listen to what she says, it's like oh man, good God, the it pronunciation. Just, yeah, like <laughs> that it, way she talks the entire yeah. time. <laughs> Are you looking after the baby? <laughs> the baby. <laughs> Stop taking things so literal. (laughs) 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 It's so good. It's so good. It's awesome. But the genius of the show is if you take it for the surface value, you're not going to get anything out of it. The more time you spend with these characters, they're three-dimensional. There's something really human about them. They're very lovely. And they they have all of these sides to them. And Wara is not just some, like, silly, you know, fish-out-of-water rich woman who... You get the feeling that she never really had a career. She's just one of those like it was like yeah. maybe perpetually yeah. always a C lister, but just so is feeling herself and her her eyes, you know, she's fucking it. Um, I think Catherine probably take offense to that on her character's behalf. But she just she's committed to it. But you you see that she really there's a lot of value in the way she sees life. My favorite thing of this season yeah. with Mara was when she's on this horrible crow movie and um she doesn't see it as horrible at all. It's an opportunity to work. She takes it very seriously. Yes, yeah, I and love if, that. If you're an actor or just a person in life doing anything and you committed the way Moira commits to stuff, 
I mean, come on. Yeah. It's like a, it's 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 the thing. Uh, it's just well written characters. Yeah. Now, even though it is like a it's a comedy show, the the writing doesn't uh, depend on just the the quirks of the character. That's you right. know, I mean, like David is also a great example, just like his mannerisms and the way he says things. But he also is like a real person. And I think the first instance we get of that is at the end of season one when he drives off in Roland's truck by himself because he's afraid of being lonely. So he just kind of takes the rain and like that adds depth to the character like so incredibly well. I think Alexis has a lot of great depth as well. She does. Because she's you see her as a really at first like shallow like California Valley girl but then you get into oh she's actually like really smart and cares about her family and like it's just really great it really is and when she says that stuff to Ted you know like about going to Galapagos she's like first of all she just keeps misunderstanding we're gonna step pina coladas on the beach she's like i don't think you understand yeah (laughs) uh you know we're gonna have i can't wait for her to actually go oh my god the the mileage we're getting out of that oh my god please let them go we have to see them in galapagos but just when she says to ted you know i think david and my mom you know pick on my dad and i have to be there yeah my brother hasn't doesn't have any friends and she makes all these (laughs) observations out of nowhere and the show does all of these things without that kind of the more you know or after school special kind of way. There's no music zingers. This just. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's unsentimental and how deep it is and how lovely it is and how it just catches you off guard. And like, how can you take David seriously? He's perpetually fighting with himself not to be selfish, but we love that he's just a selfish guy. Yeah. But he is it but he does think of others. He does care about others. Yeah. Um and I love how Dan like again the the whole proposal wrecked me. The hike. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. I was I was rewatching the last couple of episodes of this season this afternoon. I'm just like, "Oh my god." Well, let's go back before so- like the little the roller coaster here surrounding Patrick is Patrick coming out to his parents. And the show did this amazing thing where it zagged. This is what Levy does. And instead of them being yeah. disappointed in him being gay or anything like that, they were like, they were disappointed in themselves. Of Why couldn't he have told us sooner? Yes. We love yeah. you. So there was none of that troubled stuff. And yeah. it really touched and reached so many people. You know? It was a great little twist. Yes. Yeah. Twitter was and what I love... There. What I love is what is what uh, I think Noah Reed says is that the 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 the, uh, the show doesn't use their relationship as a as a means of of creating conflict for the sake of comedy. That's right. And th- they just treat the, the the relationship as a real relationship that has its natural sort of tumbles. But even less so in season five. It was it was just more about them learning more stuff about each other. Even in the beginning. Of the season, I think the first episode where where uh, David is afraid that um, their his relationship with Patrick isn't like exciting enough, so he goes on like the the park and he does the weird like climbing thing, all because he just cares about his relationship with Patrick, and it's just like oh, it's so incredibly heartwarming. And yeah, the proposal, the four rings, the rings. Oh my god, <laughs> the rings! I lost it. I lost my mind. It was, oh. Patrick knows him so well. He knew that he was going to have to, he knew, he knew, he knows him. 
Yeah, yeah. He, and like in the next episode where he's like, I'm in, I'm editing our engagement photos. You look great. I look like I just crawled out of a dumpster or something like that. <laughs> out from under a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah, but that's what you get when you wear like really like thick sweaters in the middle of summer. I don't know how how what david is is thinking that's the only difference between me and david is that i will never wear those kinds of sweaters <laughs> or like the g or like the shorts that like just stop below the knee oh my god Ugh. i love everything i love the way he dresses david i love that david david is just ridiculous and then he just you know i didn't carry you all this way for me not to eat cheese like she he just yeah. like yeah. I'm going to be hungry soon. Well, it's like when it's Patrick that- steps on the branch and he's like, where's the bear? It's like that roundabout sort of journey that I think David and Moira take to showing their humanity. Mm, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, I didn't I didn't carry you all this way to not eat the cheese. And then at before the you know, before the uh, um, the show, when Stevie was feeling down, Moira was, oh. was like. You know, because she was telling Stevie, like, you know, you are the coolest person I know. Yeah. You know, it was just, yeah. it was fantastic. I, Absolutely fantastic. When Moira is tearing up watching Stevie sing, I'm just like, yeah, yeah that finale wrecked me as well. I'm just like, this is, so, and like Stevie's character. Let's talk about Stevie. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh my God. This season did wonders for, I mean, like, I loved Stevie from the get-go, but, yeah. like, this season, like, nailed it for me. Like, I am in love with her. Yes. Like, oh, She's wonderful. I, she She's she's incredibly wonderful. And, like, the, the inadequacy she feels, like, she says, like, I feel like everyone is growing up around me and I'm still stuck behind a desk. And I'm just like, that's such a relatable yep. thing to bring to How a many show. Because I feel like everyone that. feels that at some yeah. point. Getting yeah. stuck and getting stuck in this job. Oh my God, I, I remember the years that happened to me just having to get out of the, I was at a local station and I, were, I just, the station was Channel 31 and I was like, I didn't want to turn 31 at Channel 31. And I got my job at CNN and I was just like, oh God, I didn't care what I had at CNN. It could have been like, you know, I could have been doing anything there. I just did not want to be there. And you relate to that so much. But then you have Mora over here. And now I'm closer to Mora's age than I am anybody in the show. And, and she's just she's just so comfortable with herself and so comfortable. Even with her bad news at the end of the, the season. Yeah. Because she does take herself very seriously and does care about her career. But she just gives this a wonderful advice to people from a real fucking place. And she's like, oh, I'm talking about the character. Now you're cool. And I was just Mm -hmm. a blubbering mess. Just a blubbering mess. And so those, and just to see all of these characters interact with each other, you know, I think talking about John, Johnny Rose, the most touching thing about him is that, I don't know if he's actually said this on the show in, in the character that he is grateful for maybe this downfall of the family's fortunes because he seems to be very attached to his family. Yeah. He would do, he would do anything for his family. And that, yeah. And that was, I, I didn't know there was, they did a Christmas special at the end of season four. It's not on Netflix because I I was looking at prime and I was like, Christmas special. I haven't seen this. And that wrecked me. It's been a very emotional day. Yes. Um, and is that the one? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. it. The, the they he wants to do Christmas and then everyone wants to do something else. Okay, I, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it's like him standing 
in front of the tree at their like old mansion and like Mora's taking her Christmas pills. She's, yeah. she's going to bed. Alexis is off with Stavros and David is like yelling at somebody. He's like alone on Christmas. And I'm like, I at, like that alone at Christmas trope, like completely wrecks me anyway. Yeah. But like, and, and it's, t- it's totally right. Like the whole premise of the show is more than just the comedy of seeing them like adapt to literally going from riches to rags but it's also seeing how they how they slowly realize just how disconnected they were as a family. Right. Because and it's and it's also that thing about like living in that big mansion and being so separate to now being in like two rooms like that are connected to each other. Right. And like as as they they spend more time there the more stronger they become as a family. Like that I don't remember when at at the end of some season, but like when they're all dancing together as a family. Yes. Like, oh, I'm like tearing up, like thinking about it. Oh, my God. It kills Um, me. It totally kills me. I mean, that's just the if you just take the the heart, the heart of the show, just this connection to family and friends. Oh, it blows me away. And so it'll sneak up on you. I think if you show up to this, it takes a while for it to set in. So I've had friends give it a shot. And go, I don't get it. I don't find it funny. It's too weird. It's too over the top. And I'm like, seriously, it's like anything. You got to get into the rhythm of it. And I swear to God, it'll just, it'll come and get you about, you know, it's several episodes in that yeah. you start to go, this is not what it seems. And it flips. And now everybody's just crowing about the show and just in love with it and thinking it's amazing. And I'm like, great. And then I think it's like by the time. I don't time mean that as a bitter great. I mean like I'm so happy for the show. By the time they get to the end of season one, I, I recall, um, I was like, like they had, there there was that moment. I think they were in the barn or something and they were all together with the new, with the uh, all the people that they've met and they became a community. I was like, that's mm. when I was like, oh man, I'm really in, involved in this now. Yeah. You know, it's, I was like, <sighs> I felt, I felt like. It's a uh, celebration of love. Yeah. It really is. Uh, there's another show that touched me almost in the same way, and I haven't seen it in years. It's a show called Northern Exposure. I highly recommend, if you guys have not watched Northern Exposure, we're going to watch it here at the house. I'm going to show it to Ian. It's a premise that rings kind of the sort of the same. Um, New York doctor can't afford medical school. A small town in Alaska pays for him to go to medical school under the condition that he practices there for the first four years uh, once he becomes a doctor. So you have mm-hmm. this Jewish guy going into the woods, deep Alaskan woods. He has to be picked up by a bush plane. And it's just him going, oh, my God. you know. And you think, oh, my God, this could be schmaltzy. But this was David Chase. Before David Chase did The Sopranos. Um, this was David Chase, you know, making something beautiful and gorgeous in this, you know, I think they shot this where in Washington somewhere. And, um, I remember just this small town and you, and he's, he's looking down on everybody and hating his life and just the transformation that happens on that show. I would oftentimes just be in a puddle in the corner so while we're waiting for season uh, the last season to come out the final season i'm not ready um i encourage you to watch northern exposure it was on for several years i don't know how many seasons four five six i don't know but i was a rabid fan of that show mystical magical beautiful touching narrated by the town dj 
uh, you'll you'll notice you'll recognize him when you uh, hear him if you're a Six and the City fan. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, it's one of those shows where it's the premise is one thing; it's the execution is all. It's one of my favorite things to point to for someone trying to learn how to like write television. It's mm-hmm. like follow your own voice. Don't go and replicate what Dan Levy's done. That's what I'm not what I'm saying, but like forget all the books and the classes and all of that no- nonsense. Forget first, second and third act. This show doesn't really seem to have those. They're like people are going through stuff. Uh but there's no like at the end of it, the more you know. Ding. You know, like yeah. even the way the whole season ended was like it's just an abrupt cut. Yeah. Yeah. Not even a, it's a cliffhanger, but it's also just kind of like, boom, beat, end. And I was like, what's next? What, what? Yeah, no one's following any rules here. And that's why it feels so fresh. That's why we're not, we don't know what's going to happen. When you can sit there in a, in a movie and, or something that you're watching, well, I don't do that anymore because I don't go pay that kind of money to, to know what's going to happen. I'll give something like five minutes that someone recommends, you know, that I haven't, that hasn't been vetted. And, like, if I can figure it out in the first five minutes, that's because I know somebody read that Sid Field book. I know mm. that they were just trying to replicate something else or ten yeah. writers were on it. This is a great example of how no one got this show the first season, not in droves. No one really got it the second season. No one really got it the third season. People were sort of buzzing and talking about it. And now everybody loves it. And watch, people are going to try to re- replicate it. Do your own yeah, thing. Yeah, it's... It's it's exactly what you're saying. Like it, and the show continues to surprise me in in really unexpected ways. I think it's it's what it decides to, um, uh, manufacture its its humor out of. Because like going into this cabaret thing, I'm like, okay, like it's gonna be like funny because it's gonna be bad. Yes, and like, yes. but like when it starts, I'm like, wait, this is like this is like good. This is like yeah. actually really good. <laughs> And like, yeah. And like when Stevie sings that song, she got a nice vibrato, by the way. Go Stevie. Um, yes. And like she's like singing. I'm like I'm feeling so many things right now because like knowing what it's and like flashing back to that first day of rehearsals and she's not like uh, comfortable at all. It's not her thing. And like how she's like pushed herself and like went behind Morris back to do like dancing lessons and like learning and like just like all of that combined with like Mora tearing up which we don't see like often like at all yeah and just like it's such a complete catharsis and like watching david watch her sing is just like it's oh god it's it's, it's it was just yeah i was a i was a mess and again the show sets you up in a weird way you don't even know you're being set up you see patrick standing there in this outfit and if you're not familiar with cabaret i've never seen a cabaret all the way through i've only seen alan cummings i've seen liza minnelli i've seen bits and drabs here and there but i've never seen the whole thing but when he's standing there it's sort of setting yourself setting you up to be like oh this is going to be awful and we even have a glimpse earlier like when um Mara and David walk in on rehearsals between Stevie and um, and Patrick. He was like, "I didn't hate it. I thought I would, you know, because they're like, but they're all kind of they're kind of clunking through it. They're and they're hitting the marks like they're pretending. Yeah, like the actors are doing it in kind of a floppy way. Yeah, but you know that they're the, the fake off is that it's very polished. They're just going through the motions. And so when Patrick comes out and he has this beautiful performance in the beginning. And he's got the, the coat on now. And they're just just really 
just really um, getting into it and just he's hitting all and the unt and the whole accent thing. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're here. And we Noah, are... Noah Reed in that eye makeup. Oh my God. I was, I was feeling something. Oh, so what? Again, tell white boy is not my, even my thing. And I was just like, okay. So, yes. And also just watching sort of this, the way it was shot, uh, the audience, you know, the reactions of Johnny and, um, why do I blank on Ted? Ted. 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 <laughs> the way Ted was holding his program the entire time. That yeah, was strange. Just, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. Um, there was just, and again, I hope that there's not. I hope that I just feel some strange thing, guys. Ted leaves before Alexis. She's gonna go a week or two weeks later. I don't have a good feeling. Something's gonna happen to him. I just feel like the way he was sitting there holding the program, the way he pops out of the party. Huh. Yeah, that was weird. I was not having good feelings about it at all. What do you think is going to happen? I think his plane's going to go down. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my God. I uh, hope not. That is would that be rough. The... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Should I have not said that? No, but um, you have a good point though because that was weird. Him ducking out at the end like that. I was, he's like, "Have a good show." And I'm like, the way, "Where are you going, dude?" The way the camera stayed on him and the way he was sort of frozen in place, and he's holding the program. I'm like, I don't. Why I is don't, the shot odd? Is I don't think it's that kind of show. Well, da- again, it da- did. We it did start really dark. We watched. We went back and watched season one. Like a couple, like a week ago, and it's like, wow, this is. See, what I'm trying to tell you is, I don't think this is any kind of one show at all. Like, it's not like they would do that on Shit's Creek. I don't think you're going to be able to ever really say that. I feel like Dan Levy yeah, makes it whatever the I mean, fuck like, he wants to. Yeah, I guess. I feel like, okay, if we're going in, in that direction, I think maybe it's uh, Alexis is going to have some feelings about whether or not she actually wants to go and meet him there because Moira's gonna have her cross thing going on she's gonna want to be there for dan uh, uh, david's wedding um Most and that certainly. could potentially lead to some problems for their relationship sure and so i'm hoping it's that and that ted's plane doesn't go down but uh or like they die in a, in a boat crash like twyla was saying uh, <laughs> uh yeah yeah See, i think t- i think there was something to twyla's um but she they, she said she she had you know four different predictions for different people at the same thing right so but that's dan levy fucking with us yeah but i think <laughs> why put that in there like why would you even put the whole twyla thing in there you know what i'm oh, saying oh man <laughs> something to think about. <laughs> oh no oh i keep thinking okay I want to be wrong. I want to totally be wrong. I don't want that to happen. I'm just saying I felt very weird about the way he was shot. I felt very weird about him leaving abruptly. Then I started casting back to what Twilo was saying. And I was like, ah! Can we also talk about the MVP that is uh, Twyla? She's Dan Levy and Eugene Levy's, you know, daughter and sister. Yeah. 
Yeah, Twilight, it really is the MVP. What I love about Twilight, if you really listen, if you want to talk about something that just kills me on the show, on the on the rewatch, I'm really noticing it. The dark shit that Twilight says. <laughs> yes. She comes yes. from the most fucked up family, and she's just like, okay, you guys are having a really bad time because you lost all your money. <laughs> and she just has yeah. all of these. It's, it's Dan reminding you of these people don't have any real problems. At oh, all. yeah. No, totally. Twilight's just yeah. over here like, yeah. Tragedy, 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 tragedy. Would you like some more coffee? And they're like <sighs> wrestling with their menus. And she's just like, ah, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. But she doesn't ever do it in kind of a you guys are dicks way. She's just sort of like, it could be worse. Uh, he yeah. has all of these little things that he does like that that I totally love. That's just Dan Levy picking on rich people. That <laughs> yeah, there is totally that. But he also makes you care about those rich people, too. And, I, and when you first start it, you're like, I am, there's no way I'm ever going to like these people. You know, specifically Alexis and David. How could you ever? Oh, yeah. And then you're just like, it's like taking you two YouTubers, two influencers, and then giving them a three-dimensional kind of story. And you're like so shocked at yourself that you actually start to care for them. It's very funny. I think yes. my least favorite character is probably, I don't know, it's because I have a long history of love-hating Chris Elliott. Who plays Roland mm. shit. Yeah. And again, the play on names. Um, <laughs> Jocelyn so, shit. Jocelyn shit, <laughs> mutt shit. And then the, the, the baby is Roland Moira shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor kid. There's all that. but and, and I kind of, I like I like the couple, but Chris Elliott for me is kind of a, there's something about him that can jar me still, even after all these years. There's something not that hasn't developed with Roland. It's like a shtick that Elliot does with him. I, yeah, it's the obliviousness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would like a, a a strong something for Roland. Yeah. Yeah, I, me I mean, too. But like, but like, I, I think it's it's maybe the writers wondering, oh, which characters should we be be focusing on? I don't like, know. I don't know that it's that. I don't but they they really haven't done anything with Jocelyn either. Not really. You know, it's it's the same sort of like that one episode. She all she gets the wild hair. It's like, well, why? Well, well, I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, even if it was one episode, it was like Jocelyn struggling with like like uh looking back on like when she was 20 years old and like now she's like a mother and like a school teacher like where where was that fire like i don't think we got something like that for roland no we don't like i so. don't maybe i'm missing it and i'll i'll pick it up in the rewatch and i apologize and i again chris elliot has been remarkable not even again i haven't said this yet i say again a lot on this podcast like you guys were like in the shower with me earlier <laughs> I make no sense. I listen back to this podcast sometimes and I go, oh my God, you silly bitch. I think I've told you guys sometimes I sound like a newly sober. Yeah, I've already said that before on the podcast. Uh, what I what I love about Chris Elliott is he has been brilliant in the past. He's been brilliant on the Letterman show. He's turned in performances and other things that have blown me away. And then there's times like this performance where I'm just like, what are you doing? He was wearing a fake stomach in season one. I think he still does. I don't get what that is or why he does that. Mm -hmm. He feels more like a put on and he is also kind of um and he kind of pulls the show down a bit. And that's terrible of me to say because here's an opportunity for him to be extraordinary 
mean, this is his stage. He has a pretty big role. Yeah. I feel like mate the the only time I'm I'm laughing with Roland in a scene is when he's playing off of Johnny mm-hmm. or Moira. So, yeah, I don't know. But I mean like I'm gl- I the one thing I oh, I just also like about the show is like all the men in Shit's Creek are just like great people. Yes. yes. <laughs> like I'm t- I'm so tired of like the the bad men trope even though it's like super true. Um <laughs> no, it's like all the and like he loves Jocelyn like a lot and it's like really sweet. Yeah, he does but, like, love I think his I just, wife. I think yeah, I think you're right. I think I just need a, a little, a little bit more depth for him because, like, compared to the other characters, yeah, yeah, I, I, I he hasn't come they, along. He was, yeah, yeah, he was one of the first characters they met. Right, he was one of the first people they met when they got to the town. And so. I thought Chris was going to really, you know, jump out the box and shine with this. And maybe I'm missing it. I probably am. I need to go back and rewatch it and just sort of put a, more of an eye on what Chris is doing with this, mm-hmm. um, because the man can be quite fucking brilliant. He really can. Um, I don't know. Am I, am I making this up? Where does Noah come out? Is it Noah that plays Patrick? Yes. Noah, Noah Reed. Reed. Where does he come from? Like, I mean, I know, again, Canadian actors, but I watch a lot of Canadian stuff. So he's a musician. We know he's a singer. Um, and I think he was on some popular stuff in Canada. So I don't. And obviously, I think he's got some theater background, right? Am I making all this stuff up that he's a... Well, I'm looking on uh, IMDb. He graduated from the Etobicoke School of Arts. That's Canadian for you. And the National <laughs> Theater School of Canada. There you go. And has performed the Stratford uh, Shakespeare Festival in Toronto's Soul uh, Pepper hmm. Theater. So there you go. He's yeah, uh, really good. And he lives in Toronto. There you go. Yeah, the boys of Canada. Can we talk about how hot he is and then how hot uh, Mutt was? Oh, shit. Like, oh, Jesus. Like, these are some <laughs> really attractive Except people. Except that one episode where he shaved his beard, and I'm like, who is that? Yeah, yeah grow it back. <laughs> um, the, 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 the small characters, well, not small, the, uh, the second build characters, if you will, I, I love uh, Karen Robinson as Ronnie. I've loved her since she first oh, showed yes. up. Love her. Um, just one of my favorite uh, characters when she's there. She's always just full of no shit. Um, I know I've seen her in stuff before, and I look at her IMDb, and I'm like, I thought I had. And I guess it was like The Handmaid's Tale. She had one role on The Handmaid's Tale because she really stands out hmm. to me. But it seems like she's done a lot of Canadian stuff. I don't know. Which is not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. I just, <laughs> like, I want to go and watch, like, her body of work because I love her. I love everything about her, and I, I feel like she's got some chops. I mean, 86 credits she's got to her name, so I'm like, holy shit. Wow. Um, she's, she's done some stuff. And then, uh, of course, Stevie, we talked about her. Never saw her before this series. Now I want to follow her career, see where she goes, see where she lands, because I love yeah. her. Isn't she uh, a lesbian? Is she? I think so. Like, Lindsay was telling me, yeah, Emily Hampshire, I think she's, like, getting married or is married to a woman. Cool. Word. Dope. We love that. She was on 12 Monkeys, which is a series that I always wanted to see, and I did not see it. So I'm going to go and try. I've got to remind myself 
to go and check out an episode or two of 12 Monkeys. I loved the Brad Pitt movie, but I have not seen the series. Um, again, you know, Twyla, I haven't seen her in anything. A lot of these people are new to me. Of course, Eugene Levy, Catherine O'Hara, um, and Chris Elliott knew their work, and that was probably why I was like, oh, well, I'm going to give this a try because Catherine is brilliant. I mean, I've loved Second City, yes. Eugene Levy, yeah. brilliant. All the stuff that they do with Christopher Guest is some of my favorite stuff, like Mighty Wind and um, what's the other one? Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show. They're always just amazing, and they played off of each other before. So they had me at that, and now I'm staying for Dan and Annie Murphy as Alexis and staying yeah. for Emily and um, – Jennifer Robertson, who does play uh, Jocelyn Shit, and then Sarah Levy is just amazing. And then Can I Ted- just say the oh sorry, go ahead. And then Ted Mullins, um, Ted Mullins is played by Dustin Milligan. I didn't even know this guy, so now there's so many new people to track, and I'm like, I should just start watching more Canadian television wherever I can find <laughs> that. So. Pop TV, obviously. Pop, Pop TV, um, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. No, I was just gonna say one quick thing about Jocelyn's character. What's the uh, actress's name again? Um, Jocelyn's uh, Jennifer Robertson. Jennifer Robertson. The the one thing I love about how she plays that character is like Jocelyn's the kind of character where she's like one small thing away from like either having a breakdown or losing her shit. <laughs> yes, I feel yeah. like she's so funny to watch, and she's like smiling through everything. But like if if there's like one more thing that she can't handle, then she just it, she's gonna lose it. And yeah. I think that's like that ticking time bomb is what makes it so funny. Uh, we have to see her like totally lose her shit on somebody in the last season, please, because you see it in her. Like even in this uh, the finale when she's like, and you know how I'm not a big fan of rhetorical questions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Stevie, <laughs> are you coming? Because I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's. Uh, I want to see her just fucking go off on someone. Well, she did this season yeah, with like the baby, she yeah, did. a little bit with the Jazzigals. She really did. She did. Yeah. Um. So more of that, please. I could I could do three <laughs> more seasons of this. I know Dan wants to do other stuff. I know they're ready to move on, but oh my god, I could do three more seasons of this on easy. Yeah. Easily, yeah. but you know, maybe it is good to leave them. You know, four 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 seasons is seems to be the magic number with people these days. Four to five. I've always mm-hmm. heard that that's the way to tell a good story and anything beyond that, you know. But what I love the show doesn't do is we don't have a pregnancy or, a, you know, a twin or, you know, a lot of the bullshit that, that a lot of series relies on. None of that's in there. And while the characters are also changing internally, one of the things that I love about the Rose family is they are always dressed to the nines every day. Yeah. Johnny Rose's <laughs> suits kill me. Moira is dressed to the hilt. Alexis is like Coachella chic all the time, but like yes. all the time. Yes. Um, and then David is just ridiculous. Like you say, a, this fuzzy black sweater to go hiking. And there are just, some things he wears and I'm just like, yes, I would wear that. Or yes, I have that in my closet. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but he's yeah. just hilarious. And just the fact that they're living in a motel, even still, there's no like days off. No one's, you know, no one's going to ever be caught like sleeping on their, even though like, they're night clothes, even they're going to bed clothes. It's like chic. Like, yeah. M- 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 uh, Maura was wearing like a brooch with her pajamas, <laughs> yeah. you know, and then Stevie can't be caught, you know, without a flannel. She just even had to put the flannel on when she was backstage for a cabaret. So yes, 
Yeah. The, the show is just, it's super fun and it's super touching and lovely. And how would you pitch it to someone who's never seen it before? How would you get them to watch it? Hmm. I would say, well, <laughs> the way I've been pitching it is I, like I told my mom, like you should watch this show because there's a character on there that will remind me of, or remind you of me. Does she <laughs> That's agree? I, yes. <laughs> and the only way she's she agrees is that one episode where David is like doing the tax write-offs, and my mom's like, "That's you because you under you don't understand finance." I'm like, "Thanks, mom. <laughs> uh, I really don't." Uh, I'm always calling my mom. Well, I used to, but I always call my mom about like, "How do credit cards work? I don't get it." Uh, <laughs> you have to pay them. <laughs> but so uh, this, but you I got mean, your mom to watch this. Is she's a fan now? Oh, yeah. She, like, breezed through the four seasons. We're going to catch up on season five when I go home for the break. But, yeah, she she's in love with it. I got my dad to watch it as, as well, and he's watched the first couple episodes of season one. He really likes it, too. I don't know if he's kept watching it. He's actually in the middle of his Game of Thrones watch. Um, oh, my gosh. he's, like, in the, middle of, in the middle of season three right now. That's so. crazy. Has he – what did – did he see The Red Wedding yet? I don't know yet. I have to. I have to check up with him. Last time I talked to him, he was doing season three, episode four or five or something. So, oh, he, was so close. he was okay. He was very close. He's getting there. He's getting there. Yeah. Um, but going back to uh, so it has been on for five seasons. Yes, we're in the sixth season. Yeah. Is the last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just feels like it's been one long season, one long awesome, gorgeous season that I don't want to ever end. So, all right, yeah. six seasons. That's pretty good. All right, I can see like you don't want to like be locked down forever on yeah. something so I'm i mean like sense. for the brevity of their seasons and their episodes individually it's it's a good number yeah. also you know now we want to see what all these people are going to end up doing and where they're going to go it's it's launched them i feel like dan is now unknown he lives here in los angeles i feel like he's in demand i haven't been reading anything that he's looking ahead to doing but i'm so excited it was like I, I kind of felt this way about Jordan Peele. He forever wanted to, uh, I think both of them wanted to move on from Key and Peele, um, him and um, Keegan. And Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, are we? I was so sad to see Key and Peele go, but oh my God, can you imagine? I mean, that's what, that's what he was yeah. ready to go do is all of this. So I feel like that way about Dan Levy. It's like he's going to be out in the world running amok and doing some fun stuff. And if he's, if this is any indication, he's going to do it his way, you know? Yeah, and Eugene was like it. early on saying, I this article where Eugene was like, you know, I, I've been in this business a long time and they grew up in Canada and I, I wanted them to have a normal upbringing and out of this business. And so now that he's stepping into it, you know, I had to bite my tongue and then I'm telling him how to write something or how to do a gag and I'm getting a look sometimes like, that's the way you, you've you done it. Now I'm going to mm-hmm. do it this way. I'm going to try it this way. And he said, you know, I I just had to, you know, you don't want to see your children fail. And I thought I'm going to give him advice to keep him from failing, prevent him from failing. And really the, the thing that I needed to learn was to get out of his way. Mm. And now I trust him. But in the beginning, and he would try to direct his dad, he was like, ah, what do you mean? I've been yeah. doing this forever. And he was like, hey, calm down. <laughs> We're going to try it this way. We're going to do this thing. And, and what a, what a cool thing that's been, you know? Yeah. Just love that part of it. Um, music. One of the things that my friend said, 
I tried to watch that show with the guy he dresses in those ridiculous outfits. <laughs> she said, I can't get past the opening song. I think she heard, what is that? I don't know all those instruments. It sounds like there's a tuba in there or a French horn or. Yeah, it's, it's. In what that is all family. that? Yeah, it's a tuba, trombone sort of deal. Right. And she was just like, are you serious? You wanted me to watch <laughs> this like. <laughs> the theme, she couldn't get past the theme. She heard. Da, 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 da. She's like, I'm, I'm <laughs> out. I'm done. <laughs> I was like, really? I Never returned to it. I love the theme. I always sing along. When it's, it's like my favorite thing. <laughs> I love me a good theme. I'm going to actually probably, because right now my uh, ringtone is on Midsummer Murders. Oh, are you going to take that one? Oh, wait. You didn't say you wanted uh, no, Shit's Creek. That was a good idea. I didn't even think of it. but No, you can take it. You can have it. No, because my phone is always off anyway, so it doesn't really matter what my <laughs> ringtone is. Well, with my new phone, apparently someone's trying to find a gentleman. Uh, someone keeps calling me from Kingston. From Hello. Jamaica, <laughs> constantly, and uh, or and then when I don't pick up because I don't, you know, I want I don't want to like block numbers. I want people to know. I want to be responsible and go. I've had this number for a month and it's changed. Um, mm. and and his friends are really funny. Like, hey, show man, hey, big big ups, you know. I I like to uh, uh, improvise when I get those calls. Um, because every once in a while it'll be like a real person out, like one of those automated messages, like you have credit card debt. Yes, I yeah, know. Right. Um, <laughs> no, when it's one of like, d like you, do you want like an all expense paid trip to Williamsburg? And like, I'll go along with it sometimes and it'll be like, yeah. Uh, do you pay for it? If like I'm in Europe, cause that's where I am right now. And it'll be like, oh, you're in Europe. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like in a real, like deep in-state conspiracy with mi6 so i don't know like if i can like come over it i like i can ask for like time off and they're like uh i don't think we can pay for for uh airfare from the europe i'm like oh well that's such a shame and they're like okay you have a nice night ma'am i'm like because apparently i always sound like a woman on the, on the phone so. that's even worse so yeah if you get the those telemarketers like trying to scam you just like play along with it i I think no. I think these are, are his friends calling him, and I want to let the friends know that Shouty ain't around, or Short Man, <laughs> or Big Boss. They they have all, all kinds of names for him, and I'm like, hey, I just had this number for about a month, and I get various reactions. Well, you, you do you know what happened to him? This one guy the other day was like texting me. I'm like, no, I don't know him. I don't know the person at all. They didn't like tell me the previous person's <laughs> name when I got this new phone number. <laughs> I don't get, oh, uh, I, so I'm not getting any like robocalls or nothing like that. I'm just getting all of his friends calling me from Jamaica <laughs> and New York and uh, over in Torrance. And sometimes they're asking him if he's holding. Um, and I don't want, if you're in the need for, for your drugs, I don't want to be a person who's getting in the way of that. I don't want to slow the pipeline down. <laughs> if you need your whatever your shit is, I don't know. Like, I just wanted somebody to know, hey, that dude. And maybe he changed, maybe he found religion and he doesn't want to sling drugs anymore. I don't know. I'm not accusing this man of being a drug dealer. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of the conversations <laughs> are about them needing, not even, wanting to know if he is Need a hook up. selling. That's kind of, yeah, that's, today the conversation was, hey, we need a hook up. You got a hook up. You got to connect. Yeah, I get that one too. <laughs> so, I feel like this man 
maybe is he's maybe he's met a new woman or a, or a new person. <coughs> maybe he he might be a gay man. Maybe he and I just feel like he's cutting himself off for some some of his shitty friends. He's ghosting everybody. I think he did because yeah. And then I get a FaceTime from some woman and her child, and she looks really mad. And she's like, "Where's he at? Where's he at?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, I got this number a month ago." Yeah, but is he there? And I'm like. Lady, that's not a Jamaican accent. I don't know what her accent is, but it sounds kind of like that. It's kind of low-level shouty, and then the child looks like it's about to cry. Adorable child, by the way. And they're sort of yelling at me, and I'm just like, I just want to let you know. <laughs> you answered the FaceTime call from yeah, a random she number? A but she's done it. Like, See, she doesn't get the message because she's FaceTimed me three times now, and then it's the same white lady every single time. Same <laughs> white lady going, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just got this number a month ago because mine was blowing up because it was put on a, a site and sold to everybody in the country and was ringing 12 times a day. I actually told her that story and she's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He not there? Lady, lady, listen to me. How did we get here? I feel like, well, with me, how does it ever happen this way? I'm doing the podcast just like Dan Levy would. Doing it however the hell I want to. <laughs> I still can't oh. believe you answered the FaceTime call. Why not? I got you never better. know what's on the other side of that shit. Oh, look. If it's a, if it's a penis. It's like. <laughs> then it's a funny story. Uh, I don't know. Just like, I don't know if he's, if he's dodging his, his baby mom. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I hope this, this person gets her life worked out. Uh, so I was going kind of. We were going off like your mom is watching it. Uh-huh. Credit card debt. I don't know. Kind of wound around to changing numbers. Oh, mm. anyway, it doesn't matter how we got here. I'll listen to it later and go, oh, yeah, my mind works in a very weird way. Love the music. Love everything about the show. I like this. Oh, we saw the same hotel. We said in Umbrella Canopy. Uh, Ian noticed that the motel was used. Oh, yeah. We mentioned that in the podcast. It's in Mono, Canada. Which seems like an insult. As opposed to Stereo Canada. Right. Yes. Yep. It's only one. <laughs> Such Is that a an ironic name? <laughs> <laughs> well, Canadians are pretty funny people, so could have been. There's, there's got to be a history to that town. If you're a resident of Mono, please let us know. Because we'd like to know what happens. Sponsored by the town of Mono. I would, hey, all day long. We'll mention everything about your set town. We'll take whatever sponsorship is out there. City tour of Mono. Apparently, when they started filming there, the 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 um the people living there would just like wander onto the set and just kind of like watch them film <laughs> the they? show. Yeah, because like they had to ask like the council or something if they could like film. Like, is it okay if your town is known as Shit's Creek from here on out? Like, <laughs> right. And so apparently, like Dan Levy was telling the story that someone wandered onto set. And was like making suggestions, <laughs> being like, and being like, "Oh, that's not funny. I don't think you should do that." I'm like, "It's like this random person that just wandered off, so like funny. on the street." Like, <laughs> that's lovely, though. I actually love that. It's a great story. So I, apparently, they said fine. Yeah, and they were just like they. They actually got really into it. I think they had like a baseball team named after Shit's Creek at one point. Oh my god, that's there. awesome. See again, mirroring. Northern Exposure and that, the town that they used in Washington, uh, the diner that they used, 
was packed. They sold merch. I think people still go there. Um, old, you know, Northern Exposure fans. I'm not saying you're old. I'm saying the show is from a long time ago. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of I'm like this is this feels the same. It's not the same show, but it, it's kind of if it's a lichen kind of anything on the planet, it's this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And people just adored that and the fact that there was all this kind of mysticism and then just paying homage to Alaskans and people who live off the grid and who live, you know, they were doing so well until Sarah Palin came along and ruined Alaska for everyone. (laughs) So take Alaska back, everybody. Go watch Northern Exposure. Make Alaska great again. Yes. Um, Yeah. I don't have any more notes about it except for to say that when I'm feeling kind of down or blue or whatever, I, this is one of those shows I put on. For some reason, yeah. I put on Mr. Robot <laughs> to uh, make myself feel better. It's probably not a good idea. Uh, but this Nothing like sh- the financial collapse of Western <laughs> civilization to make you feel better. Or a guy with a DID trying to take down the, a major evil corporation talking to his dead dad uh really a pick me up (laughs) it's a real pick me up (laughs) he rocks back and forth in the corner of his apartment i'm like i feel better now (laughs) when rami malik ugly cries at least someone has it worse than me (laughs) right (laughs) it's true uh so this is one of the shows that does it's very uplifting i used to do this with the with mash i'd put mash on whenever i was feeling bad or cheers Cheers is one of those shows where it just kind of takes me back to a time. And I go, oh, yeah, I remember I was in the 90s. This is fun. Or was it the 80s? I don't remember. See? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of drugs. Um, so watch it. How would I pitch it? I would say um, if you want something light but charming as hell, that will sneak up on you and make you cry every once in a while. This is the one. And if if you have like time constraints, you can push right on through it. So, how would you pitch it, Ian? How would you get somebody to watch it? Like somebody you don't somebody on set goes, "Hey, you recommend a TV show for me to watch?" <laughs> <laughs> like, don't talk to me. I'm at work. We're Uh-oh. professionals. I'm not. I'm not good at pitching. Pitch, uh, I would just say I. I think it's funny if you got time to watch it. It's, it uh, you might like it. It's yeah. just quirky, you know. And if you have that sort of quirky sense of humor, you might like it. Yeah. Cool. No awesome. more thoughts. No more thoughts. Anything that? Okay. Well, we're gonna wrap this up then. Um, <laughs> it comes to. A, I'm gonna come to a, just an abrupt end as the season finale. Uh, yeah, we'll be back with a, a couple of other podcasts uh, for you very soon. We'll be doing our weekly podcast here in a minute, but you can listen to it whenever you want to. And then, of course, Game of Thrones is back Sunday, and we'll be uh, doing yes. that podcast Monday or Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Ian keeps getting gigs, but we're all happy about that. Uh, everybody's schedule is a little bit crazy. So uh, always remember to uh, find us on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or Google Play. Tune in, and or if all that doesn't, you know, um, wind your crank. Is that a saying? Mm. Uh, go to ashlandpodcast.com. We have a mobile app. You can listen to it on whatever your device is. It, it, I think it works on all of the devices. 
So AshlynPodcast.com, click on the episodes there. They're in a little gallery. You can just skip all around, watch your, listen to your favorite stuff while you're vacuuming or whatever you do. Also, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as Ashlyn Podcast. And, uh, yeah, that's it. You guys have a, a lovely week. And take Bye care guys. of yourself. Yeah. And we love you. Bye. Ashlyn.